name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today we remember the passion and death of our Lord, through which he opened to us the doors to resurrection and eternal life. This day is defined by paradox. Today, the worst possible thing comes to pass. We participate in killing the Son of God. Today, the best possible thing comes to pass, that by such a death as his, sin and death are defeated. The cross <coughs> is the center point of humanity's sinfulness. It is the icon of our abandonment, of our created purpose. For in the beginning, God made for man the Garden of Eden and the Tree of Life at its center. It was to be our first home, in which the family of humanity would walk with God as his regents over all the, group, all the world. Instead, here, on Golgotha, man's rejection of God comes to fruition. We're in a barren place, we make our own tree, a tree of death, and hang God upon it. In the place of the skull, we see in stark relief the crowning culmination of humanity's rebellion. This is the Eden of our own making. Good Friday is the pinnacle of humanity's disorder. The mystery of suffering is the death rattle of a world dying from this disorder. Suffering is always connected to the fact that things in this world are not as they should be. Whether we bring suffering on ourselves through our own personal sins, or whether we experience suffering at the hands of another, or of a world that has been knocked askew on its axis, we have all of us been touched by pain, sickness, loss, perplexity, and despair. Suffering leads us back to the fall and the failure of the garden. Suffering leads us back to humanity's failure in the crucifixion. The cross is at the center point of all human suffering. The gospel lesson presents to us a moment of profoundest loss in the intimate moment between Mary, John, and Jesus, a moment that summarizes the mystery of this suffering. Mary suffers the loss of her child. John suffers the loss of his friend. Jesus suffers the loss of his mother. Jesus suffers alienation from his father. Jesus suffers rejection from the people he came to save, whom he loved with his own life. The world suffers the suicide of killing the one who is the life of the world. Jesus suffers the knowledge of all sins past, present, and future, and the knowledge of the grievous wounds those sins would cause. In effect, Jesus suffered comprehensively on the cross all the collective heartache of all humankind, down to the most secret of pains that even now scratch at the edges of our hearts and minds. Our sufferings are profoundly intimate because they live deeply within us. Thus we hesitate to allow anything near them. When we were children, 
we would limp home from our bicycle accidents with bleeding knees and elbows, hoping that it was not as bad as we thought or felt. When a parent went to inspect the damage, what did we say? Don't touch it. In the ensuing years, not much has changed. Rather than scraped knees or a sprained wrist, we come limping home with hearts marked by loss, by failure, by shame. Clearly wounded, our cry is still the same. Don't touch it. For to invite God to approach our suffering would be to allow access near to the core of our being, and we're deeply afraid of him handling our infirmities. He might make them worse. For those of us who have at times defined ourselves by our pain, the problem is deeper. To allow for healing means a disruption of our fragile and unsustainable equilibriums. We come to accept something terrible only because it is most familiar. <clears throat> healing strikes us as another upheaval, and so we shy away from it. We reach an impasse. We want healing but are afraid that it might not be possible, or worse yet, that it might turn out to be a greater wound. Our wounds are personal, and it is a fearful thing to be known at such depths. Good Friday teaches us, though, that suffering never belongs exclusively to us, nor is it meant to end with us, nor is it merely theoretical or shapeless, now, because of Good Friday, suffering has a shape, and that shape is the cross. The cross is the place Christ founded and instituted to be the resting place of the many crosses of our many sufferings. The cross is the center point of human salvation. By joining him in his suffering, we are healed. Our crosses, being joined to the cross of Christ, become like his. For Christians, redemption is not vague, but it is ponderous. It is precisely the transformation of the cross into resurrection. And we are never so close to the resurrection as we are while embracing our crosses. We all have a share in the crucifixion so that we may become the living image of Christ on the cross. People who, for the sake of love for God and neighbor, are willing to suffer and willing to die. Suffering is real. Pain is real. They have to be in order to mean anything. But when we bind our suffering to the suffering of Christ on the cross, when we invite the crucified Lord into our pain, then our sufferings too become the doorways through which we experience the power of his resurrection. And so it is that when a Christian bears the sign of Christ's cross amid the sufferings they endure for the sake of love for God, for friends, and for enemies, they become the crucifixion, they become the resurrection wherever they may be. And so today, we bring our crosses to his cross. We offer and join our sufferings to those of Jesus. We endure the pain of praying for those who hurt, those we have hurt, and for those who have hurt us. Here, now, always, at the foot of the cross, we encounter the one 
who knows our pain intimately, and who for our healing was content to suffer all and die. But let us not lose heart. Good Friday shall give way to Easter, and by his wounds we shall be healed. Behold, the tree of death has become the tree of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.